Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short-lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone, everywhere, for a very long time. Would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, They've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a four-week kit of emergency food that will save the day. Probably soon. This four-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Well, black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about one of the most despicable people out there in the sports world. And I'm not talking about LeBron James, not LaChana James, but this person is right up there with a LeBron James. We've done videos on this person before, and we had a pretty big, pretty big uh, video last year talking about this person. And we're talking about Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe is Highly unlikable, highly unlikable. She actually may be the most unlikable person out there in sports. Some kind of way Subway thought it was a good idea to actually have Mick Rapino do endorsements uh, for them. And she's on commercials. Now, last year, franchisees said, no, you should actually drop Meg Rapino because she is bad for business. And guys, the news that we're going to be talking about today confirms all of that. But first, guys, make sure you guys go over to blackandwhitenetwork.com. Check out the content over there. We also have uh, memberships available as well. Memberships just started $5 per month. We talk about stuff that um, 
YouTube really doesn't want us to talk about. So grab a membership today or go ahead and shop for the merch. And if you do get the merch, use the discount code LaChina1. It will save you 26% votes. So let's get into this. Report backlash over ads featuring Anthem Neeler Megan Rapino adds to Subway's woes. Now, guys, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. The franchisees who put their money in the subway knew that this person right here, this despicable human being who kneels for the national anthem is not good for business and subway is paying the price. So let's read this. The subway fast food chain has been struggling even before the coronavirus, but many franchise owners also felt the hiring that hiring a U.S. soccer star and national anthem protester, Megan Rapino as a national spokesperson was no help at all. According to a report in the New York Post, Subway lost 1,043 outlets in 2021, which was more than the outlets they opened. Folks, Subway is tanking here. And this is the article here from uh, New York Post uh, from April to 28. Subway lost more than 1,000 U.S. locations last year. Filings revealed. This Subway franchise or organization company, whatever you want to call it, is tanking. In some kind of way, they thought it was a good idea to have Megan Rapino as a uh, pitch man for their product. Big time mistake. Folks, look at the NBA. LeBron James. Let's go back to him for a second here. LeBron James got in that bubble in 2020. The biggest star in the NBA knelt for the national anthem. And guess what? People walked away from the NBA. People hate the kneeling. People hate the disrespect to the country. Megan Rapino, she does that before every single game. She's more concerned about kneeling for the national anthem than actually uh, winning soccer matches. And people do not like when players kneel for the anthem. What happened to the NFL? When Colin Kaepernick was out there kneeling for the anthem, guess what? The ratings tanked. Everyday Americans, man, they love their country. They do. I would say 99% of uh, white people, black people, Hispanics are very, very good people. But the woke sports media and the woke media in general wants you to think that like half of this country is racist, including Megan Rapino. Now, this is a woman with a uh, Black Lives Matter avatar as her uh, Twitter picture. Ridiculous. It says the loss only added to the 1,609 loss in 2020 at the height of the coronavirus hysteria and the 999 loss in 2019. The number of closed restaurants means that Subway's national footprint has contracted 15% since 2019 and 22% uh, overall since 2016. In contrast, McDonald's only contracted uh, 3.4% over the past few years during the COVID mess. So what is going wrong? Well, some franchise owners feel that hiring Megan Rapino was just one of the contributing factors to Subway's mounting woes. Coming on the heels of the uh, 2015 debacle, when national uh, spokesperson Jared Fogle was convicted and went to jail, on uh, you know what it, that says right there. You guys know what he said. I'm not even going to repeat it here. 
Pretty disgusting. And just as Subway was losing a record number of locations, the company's uh, uh, chiefs in his uh, Milford, Connecticut headquarters, High Rapino, hot off the U.S. national women's soccer team's loss of the gold at the Tokyo Olympics. We covered that, folks. But franchise owners were extremely unhappy with the decision. Indeed, the struggling fast food company was met with an organized boycott by customers who were upset that Subway would choose to laud a woman who attended an Olympics on foreign soil only to protest against the country that made her rich. Yep. And this is what these woke athletes do. You get woke, you go broke. And Subway, you decide to hire a woke athlete. And guess what? You're going broke. Some franchise owners were furious that Subway chose such a radical and controversial political figure to push their product. Quote, spending our money to make a political statement is completely and totally out of bounds. One Arizona franchisee reportedly complained last year. Another Subway location shared a boycott notice that a customer had taped on the store's door with the media. Quote, the ad should be pulled and done with. Another franchisee wrote of Rapino's national commercial. It gets tiring apologizing. Subway never officially responded to the complaints about the Rapino spots, but they didn't play very long. Regardless, the company's foothold in the U.S. market continues to slip and hiring people who are perceived as anti-American like Rapino is not helping reverse the decline. Well, Subway, you should have saw this coming. You were already struggling already. And you hired a woke anti-American activist. What did you think was going to happen? You should have listened to your franchisees. And now your franchisees are losing money. I used to eat Subway. I did. Sandwiches taste pretty good. But um, there's other places out there. Actually, Lenny's out here in Houston is actually uh, better. But I digress. Um, are you guys that, um, that like sub sandwiches, do you actually eat at Subway? And if you don't, why don't you actually do was Megan Rapino a part of your reason to actually walk away from eating Subway sandwiches? Let us know that in the comments below. But I'm not surprised, guys. I'm not surprised that that Subway is struggling. When you put an anti-American activist as your uh, spokesperson, guess what? It's going to go very, very bad. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our black and white sports. Well, Antonio Brown, for the second time, second day in a row, has come out and absolutely obliterated Colin Kaepernick and all of his bullshit. Now, recently, Kaepernick worked out with Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. He claims he's trying to get back in the NFL Claims he's been blackballed by the league when Antonio Brown just in this particular interview come out and stated as a quarterback, as a NFL player, Colin Kaepernick was trash.
That's why he's not in the league. He's trashed, and he's too busy doing other things than trying to get back in the NFL. Now, he already called him out saying, look, this guy doesn't speak for for us. He's not from the hood. All these things. And he destroyed Kaepernick. Well, he really nails him again. And he just says, Kaepernick, get the F out of here. Look, I I certainly don't agree with a lot of what Antonio Brown says. But again, like I said yesterday, there's one major difference between the two. One has all-world talent, and the other one doesn't. And he's sort of a front-runner. He's sort of a, a poser, a fake, okay? And we've said Colin Kaepernick did all this to grift, to be a con man. He turned into a social justice warrior to make himself rich, plain and simple. And um, he's done a pretty damn good job of it, calling in black and white, calling the NFL slavers, you know, turned down a contract with the Denver Broncos back in 2016 when he had an opportunity to play with them, lets his girlfriend ride him around by his jock and blows a chance with the Ravens. You can't call Ray Lewis and Uncle Tom and the owner of the Ravens a slave driver and a slave owner. You can't do that and expect a team to go through with signing you. Well, let's get to this because, I mean, Antonio Brown is just pulling no punches. He's just, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him and Kaepernick, but he is just not having any mercy on Kaepernick whatsoever. Antonio Brown on Colin Kaepernick's comeback. Get the F out of here. Free agent receiver Antonio Brown isn't about to kneel to Colin Kaepernick citing Kaepernick's Nike endorsement lawsuit with the NFL and seemingly only when convenient activism, Brown's of the opinion that, quote, trash Kaepernick out of the league since 2016 should remain that way. He don't want to play, man. He was trash. There you go. Brown said of the former quarterback during an interview with Najee on Cigar Talk. We'll, we'll take a look at that. Brown's take, unlike Kaepernick's arm, is accurate. (laughs) That's pretty good. The 34-year-old quarterback has relied on his knee to create the illusion that his arm is a weapon, but his numbers would suggest it's a water gun at best. The problem was he wasn't accurate on the short pass. I mean, just being he he couldn't even hit a, a dump off to the running back. He has a career completion percentage of just under 60%, and a 3-16 and record in his last 19 NFL starts. Something you want to keep in mind, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo came into the lineup on that same 49ers team, immediately into the lineup went 6-0 and on an 0-10 team. I'm just telling you. Nevertheless, he supposedly wants another shot in the NFL, or at least more attention, and a second go-around in the league is not something Brown's prepared to give. Quote, we don't feel sorry for you. You took the deal, Brown said of Kaepernick's 2019 collusion lawsuit with the NFL. Get the F out of here. Let's do it, guys. As a compensation. <laughs> we took the deal. We don't feel sorry for you. You took the deal. <laughs> fuck out of here. Oh, Kaepernick, man. You on fucking Nike, man. Yeah. Fuck out of here. You feel, oh, see, so he good. You think he good? <laughs> yeah, yeah he like, good. But you know the nigga want to get back in the nah, league, bro. Nah, he don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. He was trash? Yeah. I, yeah. 
They're laughing in the background too, by the way. Kaepernick did all that and took the money and then got the commercials. We don't see Kaepernick outside. Where he at? I ain't never seen him outside. I never seen him outside. All right, so like, don't even say. I see him throwing the ball, trying to get back in though. Yeah, that's yeah, but he already took the money. All that's cap. Like funny. We ain't respecting that, bro. You took the money, the commercials. Yeah. We don't see you outside. We don't see him in the hood. He don't do nothing. Like, yeah. we cool, but now nah, we ain't even saying Kaepernick. He not even from the hood. He don't even been in the trenches. Yeah. Like, we like Kaepernick and all, but like yeah. we, ain't, we ain't really on that. So, as black people, we need to get that clear. Because mm. like, when we have moments, ain't nobody giving us no nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like. Yeah. Let's hear that part again. Him, like, yeah. we cool, but now nah, we ain't even saying Kaepernick. He not even from the hood. He don't even been in the trenches. Yeah. Like we like Kaepernick and all, but like yeah. we ain't, we ain't really on that. So as black people, we need to get that clear. Mm. Black we people, have- we need to get that clear. We are not on Kaepernick. We are not on Kaepernick. Oh, Kaepernick, Brown joke to Najee, mocking those who whine in defense of the ex-quarterback. Man, you on effing Nike. Get the F out of here. If you didn't already realize that Brown's opinion that Kaepernick's efforts as a quarterback and activist mirror each other and that they're both phony ploys for attention. We ain't respecting that, bro. You took the money. You took the commercials. We don't see you outside. We don't see him in the hood. He don't do nothing, insisted Brown. Like, we cool, but no, we are not standing for Kaepernick. Wow. Brown took it a step further. He's not even from the hood. He's He haven't even been in the trenches. We like Kaepernick and all, but we really ain't on that. As black people, we need to get that clear. Kaepernick hasn't been in the league for six years, but he's already lost the locker room. And I said yesterday, Antonio Brown is peeling back the cu- curtain on Kaepernick and how black NFL players really feel about this dude behind the scenes. They think he's a fake. They think he's a phony. They think he's out there posing, trying to make some bread. He got the deal from Nike. He got the deal from Netflix. And he has blown multiple opportunities in the past to try to get in the NFL. And when he was in the NFL, Antonio Brown is telling you, Kaepernick was not good. If he was like, if he was as good as, as Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, do you think a team wouldn't sign him at record speed? If he was Lamar Jackson, that dude would have been playing in the league this whole time. This whole time. He's not in the league. And Antonio Brown is peeling back the curtain. He's destroyed Kaepernick. Last two days, look, again, I don't agree. I hope Antonio Brown gets his shit on together so he can get back on the field because, again, He's something that Colin Kaepernick is not. Antonio Brown is an all-world talent. Go look at his stats. Go look at the games he's actually played in. Even with the Bucs last year, the stats are ridiculous when he actually plays. Now, who knows what happened between him and Bruce Arians? We still don't know. He said he was injured. Arians said he just wouldn't come on the field. Well... It's pretty clear from things that uh, that uh, I think was said involving um, Tom Brady. I don't think Tom Brady was very happy with them having gotten rid, Bruce Arians that is, of Antonio Brown. And I believe he really thinks he could have used him in the playoffs. Colin Kaepernick is getting, 
is getting blasted by Antonio Brown. Wow. Wow. Antonio Brown, the voice of reason, question mark. Who knew? Who knew? But I'm going to tell you, he has peeled back the curtain. And officially, as if most people didn't know, but maybe for a segment of the population that didn't realize everybody thinks Colin Kaepernick is bullshit. Peace. I'm out. Till next. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rujance for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you pound that subscribe button. And as always, thank you for watching our videos. Sometimes you get unexpected truth, rawness, from places you just don't expect it sometimes. But there is one thing about Antonio Brown. I do believe he speaks his mind. Even if there's a lot of things I don't agree with him on, and the one place that he absolutely differs from Colin Kaepernick is Antonio Brown has world-class talent on the NFL field. There's no disputing that whatsoever. And when asked about Colin Kaepernick, Antonio Brown gave realness and rawness about Colin Kaepernick's plight. Now, keep in mind, this is somebody that that we've called out for being a con man, for being a grifter. Okay, he was out there. He's begging to get back in the NFL, but yet just eight months, nine months ago, he's calling the NFL a bunch of slave drivers, the combine, akin to slavery. Well, you're wanting back in this league that supposedly is oppressing so many people. The NFL has made... How many black men, generational millionaires, generational wealth, nobody in the family, for, in a lot of cases, will ever have to want or work again. But you, you said the league oppressed. You turned down a contract from the Denver Broncos. Your girlfriend went out there and called Ray Lewis and Uncle Tom. Otherwise, the Ravens were about to sign you. You moved an NFL workout. You got paid, what, $20 million from Nike? You got a Netflix documentary? You're a grifter. You kneeled for the anthem because you knew it would make you a superstar, a, a pillar of the social community. Had nothing to do with any kind of police brutality or anything else. Let's get to Antonio Brown because he has given some realness and some rawness in an interview about... Colin Kaepernick, he's been treated good. Antonio Brown says Kaepernick was rewarded for his protest, and he lacked street cred. Wow. I mean, good job, Antonio Brown. There's no other way to say it. No other way to say it. Good job for being honest in this. If you listen to most of the sport, sports world, Colin Kaepernick got a raw deal after launching his anthem protest in 2016. However, if you listen to former star wide receiver Antonio Brown, by the way, Antonio Brown, if you look at his numbers, he is a borderline Hall of Famer. He may not get in because of his attitude, but he is a borderline Hall of Famer, which is something that Colin Kaepernick will never sniff because he couldn't keep his head screwed on straight. He'll tell you the former protester has had it good 
Speaking on the episode of This Is 50, Brown was asked about the league's alleged blackballing of Kaepernick in response to his protest in the supposed pursuit of social justice. Though instead of blasting the NFL, Brown pointed out the lucrative TV and book deals Kaepernick has received while pointing out that the former anthem protester doesn't come from the streets. Yeah, he was raised by white parents. Just keeping it real here. The interviewer definitely seemed thrown by Brown's refusion of Kaepernick's victimhood status. In point of fact, however, Brown is absolutely correct. Kaepernick has a reported net worth of $20 million, a large percentage of that earned after his final days playing in 2016, certainly an abnormal situation for somebody five years retired from the NFL. Kaepernick also grew up in a reportedly comfortable suburban environment with a family who adopted him. Let's listen to this. And what, Colin Kaepernick, not A.B., Colin Kaepernick. We've seen what happened to Colin Kaepernick. Here we and go. Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, not A.B., Colin Kaepernick, not even from the hood. He's not even from Liberty City. So I don't even want to mention his name, with, with, you know what I'm saying, anything like this. A.B.'s a valuable football player. A.B. has stats last year, touchdowns. No, respectfully, but I, I want to wow. talk about the fact that how he's being treated. Nah, he's, he's, been, treated. he's being treated good. He got okay. Netflix document. Don't get it twisted. See, that's the wrong thing about the world. Mm. We think, oh, Kaepernick treated so bad because they don't let him play football. Yeah, they didn't let him play football. They gave him commercials. They gave him money. You know what I'm saying? So Ain't they no, set him up. So we, we Nah, I'm not trying to tell you nothing about anything. I'm just telling you the facts. I'm right. not trying to tell you nothing of what they did. I'm telling you the reality yeah. of what happened. You see what I'm saying? When people talk, they started creating all, and nothing created. This is the facts of history you can research and look it up. AB had to go off the field because the coach wanted him to play hurt. You see what I'm saying? I had an MRI from week six that I ain't talk about. But just because I make a lot of money and I look good when I pull up, my uh, cologne going to be smelling like the uh, breezeway downstairs. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Niggas' girlfriend going to be talking about my fit and shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or how I broke the long run and just outran everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's an alpha male game, so people not jealous of me because this is God-given talent. They jealous of how people react. Like, you know what I'm saying? Kaepernick, he's a great guy. I feel like he's still for a great cause, but he don't understand. He's not from Liberty City. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a different mentality. Yeah, he ain't even built like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes like me, they ban you. They don't even give you contracts. They don't even want to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a really icon right now. You ain't seen them writing wow. no books about me. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. But you telling me Colin Kaepernick, like, yo, what did he do? Where's he at right now? This, do you see him? I'm on the streets outside every day. People seeing me, they get excited. You know what I'm saying? You know why? Because I make them feel good. You know what I'm saying? They could relate. They know what's no. I know the real. Like they know what's really going on. But they know I still put on a smile and overcome it. You know what I'm saying? Colin Kaepernick created all commotion and went in the cut in the corner. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the people's face every day. He didn't pull any punches there. He comes back and he says, Colin Kaepernick doesn't have any street cred, and his protesting got him rewarded, lined his pockets. He's not suffering. He's not suffering at all. He wasn't blackballed, and he come right out and say it, said it. If Colin Kaepernick had the statistics, and if he had the numbers, he would be in the league. He's not. He's not. And regardless of how much 
Antonio Brown says that I don't like, that's what a lot of us have been saying about Colin Kaepernick. Nobody blackballed him. Nobody kept him out of the league except himself. He decided to focus on something besides playing football and being a better quarterback. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and all these guys are laser-focused on one goal and one goal only, and it's playing football. Plain and simple. And he doesn't. Ha- he's saying he doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the talent of him. And he wasn't raised in the manner that he acts like he was raised in. He has no street cred. Colin Kaepernick has come out looking better, according to Antonio Brown, than Colin Kaepernick likes to claim. There's no, he, he's not hurting at all. That's realness right there from Antonio Brown. I got to give it up to him for that. I do. His protesting set him up. And that tells you right there, this is a conversation in the NFL behind the scenes among players. That guy tried to start spinning it, and he said, no, we're not doing that. We're not spinning this. Good job, Antonio Brown. Bravo. I got to give you some credit. Some of the shit you have done has made me pull my hair out because I think you are one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You know, I wish you could stay focused. I hope you get healthy. Um, But this is real right here. This tells you how a lot of guys really feel about Colin Kaepernick. They think he's bullshit. Seriously. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about ESPN Stephen A. Smith here in this video. Stephen A. Smith has weighed in on what the Lakers should do with one LeBron James. Now, LeBron James is under contract with the Lakers for another year, but the Lakers seem to be going nowhere. And over the past four years, ever since LeBron got to the Lakers, injuries have really, really set in with him. He missed, I believe, 18 games his uh, first season with the Lakers. Uh, the next season, the whole NBA shut down, you know, because of uh, the virus and uh, they won the bubble title. Then next season, injuries. And then this season, again, injuries. Now, if you look at his stat line, it looked good. However, he missed so many games, he couldn't even qualify for any NBA statistical leaders for the season. He was in the running for the scoring title, but LeBron James only played, I believe, 52 games out of 82. Therefore, he did not qualify for any of that. Well, Stephen A. Smith has a suggestion since the Lakers are an absolute disaster and they're not going anywhere. Check this out. Over here on Bleacher Report, Stephen A. Smith, Lakers should trade LeBron James in offseason. Team going nowhere. Yeah, they're not going anywhere because... They listen to LeBron James. However, guys, the Lakers need a head coach. And guess who they went to for advice? They went to one Phil Jackson, an 11 time NBA coaching champion with the Bulls. And of course, you know, he won five titles with the Lakers. And LeBron James is not a bit fan of Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson uh, 
mentioned something something about LeBron James and his posse, and LeBron got triggered because Phil Jackson referred to uh, LeBron James and his entourage as a posse. Well, Stephen A. Smith believes that LeBron James needs to be traded. Now, guys, with his age, with his injury history as of late, what team would you actually trade him to? Now, LeBron James wants to win titles, I'm assuming, but a title contender is a LeBron James really a missing piece? Is he worth the headache at uh, going on age 38 at the end of this year? I don't think so, but let's listen to uh, Stephen A. Smith here. Because I have something that I want to say to Doggy and J.J. Reddick, I specifically, because Doggy and I were supposed to do this segment, I specifically requested that you be in this segment. Okay. Because I have an announcement I'd like to make. What's that? It is involving LeBron James. Doggy, J.J. Reddick, I want to announce to the American public that I think the Los Angeles Lakers should strongly consider trading LeBron James. That is what I believe. Now, a lot of people are going to lose their minds because the brother's 37 in his 19th year, and he just averaged 30 and all of this other stuff. And if the team was better, he would have been a league MVP candidate without question. This is not throwing a speck of shade on LeBron James in case he's watching, which he'll try to deny it, but he's watching. Okay? I'm telling you right now. It's no shade at all. It's a testament to his greatness, and it's a compliment to him that I'm saying this is what the Los Angeles Lakers should consider. The Los Angeles Lakers, as presently constructed, are going nowhere. Russell, Why aren't they going anywhere? It's because LeBron James engineered all of these moves. That is the reason why the Lakers are in this situation. They let him run the show, and this is the results that you've gotten. Way out of the playoffs, way too old. Therefore, the Lakers, man, they are screwed. Screwed. So Westbrook clearly lost something. Do I think that he'll make amends and come back to some degree next year? Probably, but we don't. I don't think so. Don't know. So entering the last year of his deal, making $47 million. I I know for a fact, by numerous executives I've spoken to, you can't get but so much value for Anthony Davis because he's perpetually injured. Street clothes, the youngest player, and you can't get really get much for him because he's always hurt. LeBron James wanted him too. And he's not reliable health-wise. We know how big time he is as a player, JJ. But when he's healthy, when, when he's not, when, but when he's, he gets injured all the time. Here we go with LeBron James. He's the only person that has extreme value that you'll never get equitable compensation for his greatness. But it's the only chance you have to be immediately respectable if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. First, we got to take into account what we're looking at in the Western Conference. We got Phoenix. They ain't going nowhere. We got Golden State. You see these brothers. They're here, and they're going to be here for a while. We got Dallas with Luka leading the way, okay? Nico and Jason Kidd doing an outstanding job. I think they're a piece for being those legit title contenders. Okay, we got that going on. Kawhi and Paul George will be back. Minnesota is on the rise. Memphis is here, okay? We got all of these things. I'm giving you six teams in the Western Conference, and let me not forget New Orleans. And if Zion Williamson is healthy, I mean, my God, what New Orleans could potentially do. So we got all of that going on. You the Lakers, where you going? You got nothing. 
Well, the thing with um, Zion, Zion is chubby and he's already injured. He needs to lose some weight. Now, LeBron James has said that he would not rule out a return to Cleveland. Now, with the Cleveland Cavaliers actually wanting back, they had a pretty good year this year. But I'm not really sure. If I'm Cleveland, I don't want him back. I don't. Would LeBron James actually want to go to New Orleans? I don't know. I really don't know. But if I'm a contender, I don't want LeBron James because he... The teams that are out there that are already contenders, they're kind of set already. Golden State, um, of course, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Suns, that's set. They don't need the headache of bringing in an aging LeBron James who's probably going to be hurt. And then, of course, you know, all of the other stuff, all of the baggage that actually comes with a, Le- with a LeBron James. Now, Milwaukee, now LeBron James doesn't like playing with younger players. That's one of his problems right now. That's why Lakers are in this situation. He loves to play with older players. And I don't think that's going to work out, you know, with a contender. I don't. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fan Stephen A. Smith says that the Lakers should trade LeBron James. Just dump him. Get him out of there. Do you guys agree with Stephen A. Smith? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, when it comes to sports and wokeness, the most woke sports league out there, it's not the NBA. It's not the um, women's soccer team. It's actually the WNBA. I do believe, folks, that the WNBA is way more woke than their NBA counterparts. Now, WNBA, we talked about them before. This is a failed league. This league has never had any success. They really don't have any fans out there. And the few fans that they have, they probably alienated anyway because of the wokeness that has been going on in the WNBA. 2022, BLM is still a thing out there in the woke WNBA. Not even the NBA has really went that far in 2022. Now, I've turned off the NBA completely. They have destroyed themselves. Now, the WNBA, not too much to actually destroy because that league shouldn't even be existing anyway because they have little to no fans. However, guys, Roe versus Wade, as you guys know, a Supreme Court um, opinion was leaked out there. And there's been outrage from uh, leftists and woke people out there. WNBA, no different. The WNBA is a far left woke league. And now, guys, they're melting down over the potential that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. Check this out, guys. 
WNBA takes clear stance on Roe versus Wade after draft leak players react. And folks, these people go so far off the deep end. They start bringing in other stuff that have nothing to do with uh, Roe versus Wade. Now, the woke WNBA tweeted out to all two of their fans this right here. And I got it blown up right here. It says the WNBA believes all women have the right to autonomy over their bodies and fair and equal access to health care. We will continue to support and advocate for women and their personal decisions regarding their health. We also must act to protect women's rights and elections have consequences. Well, no shit. You people voted for the destruction of this company. You guys wanted Joe Biden. Now, guess what we got? Rampant inflation. Gas prices run amok. People can't put gas in their cars. But this is what you guys voted for. So, yeah, elections do have consequences. I digress. It continues on. That is why civic engagement and voting rights will remain a focus as we tip off the 2022 WNBA season. You see where they're going, man? Voting rights. What does that have to do with Roe versus Wade? You already have the right to vote, folks. Don't believe these far left Marxists in the WNBA. Now, the woke Atlanta dream. Super duper woke. They tweeted this out. We at the Atlanta dream fundamentally support the right for a woman to make decisions over her own body. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, it will harm women disproportionately marginalized communities. We vow to continue to uplift the voices of women and girls, as well as uh, members of the Atlanta community sign the Atlanta dream. Ladies and gentlemen, what don't these people on the left get? And then it had, you know, the WNBA engaging in politics, by the way, and politics and sports don't miss. But one thing they're not mentioning They're mentioning nothing about the men, because we know that the WNBA really doesn't like men. That's another story. I digress on that. And by the way, it's not just your body. There's a baby inside of that body. What about their rights? What about their right right to actually breathe and have life? And we hear the same thing here from these leftists here. Health care. Abortion is not health care. It's not. This fraudulent lead should not even exist. But um, one of the players here posts some really, really stupid stuff here. Uh, this uh, WNBA player here, Natasha Cloud, plays for the Mystics. Never heard of her in a day in my life because the WNBA is irrelevant. She wrote this. The Constitution was written by white men for white men. America is not pro-life. They're pro-birth. We still pay women less than men. Not every woman has access to health care. We don't focus on fixing and building our education system. Price of housing, disgusting. Well, you people in the WNBA seem perfectly okay with terminating babies in the womb. And then they go, gender pay gap here. We still pay women less than men. Why? Do you WNBA players make less money than men? Because you guys bring in no revenue whatsoever. Even with the NBA subsidizing 
the WNBA, the WNBA has never made a profit ever, but they're talking about um, uh, less pay or equal pay to men. Not every woman has access to health care. Not every man does too. Ridiculous. Says we don't focus on fixing and building our education system. Well, you left this out there. Want to do other stuff with the education system. We talk about that kind of stuff on a black and white network. Go and subscribe to that channel right here. Moronic. Moronic folks. And just wait until the actual official decision comes down. Just imagine what the WNBA is going to do. But I challenge the WNBA to this. I thought that black lives matter. You guys wear those BLM shirts. Babies lives matter too. And guess what? The most aborted babies in the United States are guess what? Black babies. But you guys don't stand up for black babies. You guys are standing up for determination of children in the womb. That is wrong. Abortion should not be health care. It should not be be like that whatsoever. Because 99% of these abortions are just strictly because I don't want the baby. What about the men? But, oh, by the way, you guys don't like men. You guys don't like men. Another story, like I said, I digress on that. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, the woke WNBA melts down on Roe versus Wade going away. We'll probably find out here in the next couple of months. And I'm pretty sure that these woke WNBA players will continue to melt down. They don't care nothing about the babies. They care nothing about black lives because if they did, they would be advocating for the birth of children. Hypocrites, the whole entire league. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to black and white sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rojance for a black and white sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit subscribe. And as always, we appreciate you guys for watching. Oh, let's talk about what quite possibly could be the most unlikable sibling in all of sports. Yeah, maybe he's like 6'2". I don't know, 6'2". Uh, he is a massive 6'2". Bull and pimple on the ass of Patrick Mahomes. And his name would be Jackson Mahomes. My God. The TikTok star. Wow. The fecal matter of all social media platforms. TikTok. Well, it seems Jackson Mahomes is ready to make a comeback. No, please don't. Please don't. You don't have to. We're good. We're good. God, this guy is wildly unlikable. Patrick Mahomes, hateable brother, said he's making a comeback and you should be rooting for him. Nah. <laughs> God almighty. Are you ready for more of Jackson Mahomes? The incredibly hateable TikTok dancing brother of Patrick Mahomes?
My God. Uh, do you remember this is the asshole that was dancing on the legendary Sean Taylor's memorial when Washington honored him? Was it earlier last year? Whenever it was, we absolutely destroyed him on this channel. Destroyed him. The insufferable coattail riding, let's just keep it real, dick riding brother whose only discernible talent is the ability to make people hate him on social media, said he's making a comeback for the 2022 Chiefs season after a massively disastrous 2021 that saw Patrick publicly acknowledge that his brother was a massive six foot two pussy boil on his ass that was causing pain. I added that. Who did this? Joe Kinsey. Quote, who's ready? For my game day TikToks again. Tag who I should collab with. You know who you're not collabing with? Wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, he's come out and he said, thanks, but no thanks. Nah, nah, I'm good, bruh. Because Juju's got a TikTok. Yeah, he's like a TikTok celebrity. And uh, he has said publicly he will not collaborate with Patrick Mahomes' brother. That's hilarious. Jackson wrote on TikTok in April, just like that, Chiefs fans have been left wondering how much more of this dork they can take. There he is right there. Oh, is this him, like, introducing? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. right. Quite possibly a fairy. Uh, The responses to Jackson's TikTok message should serve as a reminder that the NFL forever stands for not for long, which is also, how long a coattail deriding little brother's social media career is going to last after the cuteness has worn off? Was there ever cuteness to begin with? Quote, literally not one person, a woman responded to Jackson's question. Kansas City Bar smashes twerp Jackson Mahomes to pieces. But, quote, by far the worst part of games, everybody can agree, another TikTok user said. The act of hanging out in Mahomes' suite and standing on the furniture seems to run the course. It's feeling like 15 minutes of running out. Quote, no one ever again respect the people's wishes, a TikTok user advised Jackson. Now, if you run, if you hate the Chiefs and you need them to lose, you should be rooting for Jackson to make a full comeback and be more annoying as ever. You should be rooting for him to be the psychological nightmare for Patrick. Join me on the Jackson Mahomes bandwagon and see if the Chiefs dynasty crumbles. Did they have a dynasty? The first step was for Joe Burrow to go into KC. The next step will be via a Jackson content surge. Get it, Jackson. Do it. Joe Kinsey, you, sir, are by yourself. I don't want to ever see anything from this D-bag again. By the way, and yeah, anytime there's a story on this guy, we're going to make one and knock it right out of the park because this guy is he oh i'm done i'm done with this dude uh sean taylor's memorial two different small businesses have been effed by this guy yeah one guy who who jackson begged and pleaded to get some free shit from and the business was like, yeah, I'll give you free shit, but can you get just give me a shout-out on your TikTok? And Jackson was like, yeah. So the small business sent him stuff, and then guess what? Jackson Mahomes F the guy. He F the small business owner. 
And that wasn't the first time. Him and his entourage of a-holes showed up at a restaurant in Kansas City last year. A smaller restaurant walked in with a bunch of folks that obviously this small place is not going to be able to handle. I mean, capacities. Hello, fire marshals and shit. He walks in. They can't handle the amount of people he's got in his a-hole entourage. He gets mad. They leave the restaurant, and then he files some shitty crap about the business. The business hit back at Jackson, but then Jackson gave him so much, the business, so much bad publicity, the business ended up apologizing. That's shitty on him for nailing the small business for something they couldn't do to begin with, which was handle you and your a-hole entourage. Jackson Mahomes is saying he's making a comeback. Come back to what exactly? What are you coming back to? Man, if I'm a Chiefs fan, good luck. I mean, good luck. I mean, you can tell. It almost seems like a burden. You can feel the weight of Jackson Mahomes on Patrick Mahomes' head all the time. My God. So, are you ready for a Jackson Mahomes douchebag world tour comeback? I, for one, am not. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about former ESPN host Michelle Beadle. By the way, she is ultra-woke, ultra-liberal. Kind of like the person she's talking about here, LeBron James. LaChina James, LeBronda James, LaWoke James, LaRecta Franchise Lakers James. We're going to talk about both of them because it seems, and we've said this before, we've got some woke-on-woke crime happening here, and as always, we're here for it. When they want to tear each other down, we're absolutely here to laugh and smile and giggle and make fun of it. Let's just keep it real. I mean, you want a virtue signal all the time. You get whatever you got coming to you. Uh, But I will say this. uh, This makes LeBron James look incredibly petty. Uh, I'm pretty sure we know he is. Michelle Beadle says LeBron slid into her DMs after his feelings were hurt. Former ESPN personality Michelle Beadle has let up on the criticisms of NBA superstar LeBron James. Beetle pulled on that contentious thread during an appearance on the Sessions podcast with Renee Paquette, where former ESPN pundit mentioned a story involving LeBron sliding into her DMs over choice critiques she had about LBJ's infamous decision. Hell, everybody and their mama was uh, criticizing LeBron James over the decision. Not that he left. But they were criticizing him over the ridiculous media spectacle it turned into with that whole, I'm taking my talents to South Beach shit. I mean, it looked terrible. It made him look terrible. 
He had to get past that before all the wokeness. Quote, I made fun of the decision. I was one of about a bazillion people that did that. Absolutely. Michelle Beadle's right. Everybody, everybody railed on that. Quote, it was hilarious. And I remember I got a DM that was like, quote, why are you so mean to me on television? That's like something a five-year-old would say to somebody. Why are you so mean to me? And I just sort of laughed it off. I didn't even think about it. According to Beetle, other members of the sports media attested to also receiving messages from the king whenever they lobbied any criticism his way. In her case, LeBron went as far as trying to get Beetle fired from ESPN. Of course, I took it personally. It was personal. He wanted me fired. He tried to do that, Beetle stated. She added, but when... But then I found out after the fact, when all of this sort of came out, I would get me messages or texts or videos from people like, that kind of shit was happening to me too. Though Beetle has proven to be a fiery commentator, often on the wrong side of debates, the fragile ego on display by LeBron is downright egregious. He was super petty, and he would try to have some sort of effect, whether it would be small or whatever, just an effect. I Look, and it, I think it's repugnant that he tried to get people fired over that. I mean, LeBron, you, you, you put a display out there and you looked terrible. You looked absolutely horrible. And look, whether I agree with Michelle Beadle on a lot of things or not, her job is to consume what LeBron does and then regurgitate and then give you an opinion on it. And that's exactly what she did. And yes... A ton of people were critical of LeBron James over that decision. It looked terrible. I mean, it was a circle jerk. It was an awful look for LeBron. That was when, really that entire time period, the end of that finals and then going into the decision is sort of where the downward spiral of LeBron James as a human being, as somebody that a lot of people wanted to root for, that's where that started it's, it's cracks and it's decay was that one moment right into the finals where he seemed to give up and then running into the decision, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. I think a lot of people would have been a lot higher on LeBron had he just stayed in Cleveland. Let the other superstars come to you and your team, okay, instead of this recruitment or having to go to somebody else's team. Because LeBron, whether you like it or not, that was always Dwayne Wade's team. I mean, as much as I disagree with a lot of his decisions, I mean, that Miami Heat will always have been Dwayne Wade's franchise, not LeBron James's. And I think it's incredibly petty for him to personally, personally reach out and address these commentators. And then later we found out LeBron is super cool with Rachel Nichols, and we found out he tried to get Michelle Beadle fired on that NBA countdown segment of ESPN that Beadle was hosting. And he did, I mean, essentially he did get her fired. And then Rachel Nichols was in that slot. And then, of course, she got run out by the leak over Maria Taylor. What a, what a intertwined dumpster fire ESPN is all the way around. All the way around. And it shows you how LeBron in the NBA has led ESPN around by their testicles, too, all the time. By the way, LeBron, the NBA, final, uh, the NBA playoff ratings are up big time with you not in it. The most hated athlete 
in all of sports. But what's even funny is people don't even want to tune in the hate on him. He's so hated that it's almost, there's almost indifference. There's almost, we're going to literally boycott your entire league as long as he's actually still actively playing in the league. He gets knocked out of the playoffs. He doesn't even make it. People return to consume product. Kind of odd how that works. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Until next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, liar, liar, pants on fire. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard that before. Now, that brings us to the NFL and actually Grambling State University head football coach Hugh Jackson. As you guys know, Hugh Jackson used to coach uh, the Cleveland Browns and he did an absolute pathetic job. He was fired, but he made some accusations, folks. His accusations were that the Browns paid him to lose games and tank on purpose. However, guys, the NFL now has conducted the investigation and this is the result. Cleveland Browns did not tank in 2016, 2017 NFL investigation finds liar, liar, pants on fire. Let's read some of this guys acting on allegations that former coach Hugh Jackson, the NFL investigated and on Monday found the Cleveland Browns did not in fact lose on purpose during a multi-season span in which they were nonetheless a terrible team because they were god-awful. Following a 60-day independent review into comments made by Jackson that the Browns incentivized losing games during the 2016-2017 seasons when he was the head coach, former U.S. attorney and SEC chair, Mary Jo White and a team of lawyers from the D.B. Voss firm determined that none of the allegations could be substantiated. Of course, of course. And, it, it, and they actually mentioned it right here. One of the major reasons this was a huge red flag right here, folks. It says, of course, they couldn't because the chief accusations were made by Jackson and he refused to speak with the investigators. Because he knew that he was lying. If you were telling the truth, you would actually talk to the investigators. But no, you didn't want to do that. So the investigation found no evidence to suggest that the Browns four year plan or the club's ownership or football personnel sought to lose or incentivize losses and made no decisions deliberately to weaken the team to secure a more favorable draft position. The review included what the NFL states is, quote, the full cooperation of the Browns and interviews with uh, Jimmy Haslam and current and former members of the organization. In other words, guys, nobody backed his claims. Jackson initially agreed to meet with the investigators, but ultimately did not do so because he knew his line. Although unable to speak directly to Jackson, the D.B. Voss team had access to his public statements 
and to his filings and testimony in a prior arbitration proceeding. The Browns had a 1-15 record in 2016 and was 0-16 in 2017. Hugh Jackson did a terrible job. So I guess he wanted to make an excuse for losing games. Now, those teams were not good. Make no mistake about it. They were not good. The club, in its defense against the allegations, produced, quote, thousands of pages of documents, including emails, texts, internal memos and presentation debts, as well as other material relating to the club operations and the filings and testimony in the arbitration proceeding between the club and Jackson per the NFL. This investigation ends as the investigation of the Miami Dolphins continues. White is similarly uh, leading an investigation made primarily by former coach Brian Flores, who is suing the NFL, by the way, who claims the Dolphins plan to lose games on purpose in 2019 and owner Stephen Ross offered him uh, Flores $100,000 per game if he lose them on purpose. Flores alleges his refusal to tank ultimately led to his ouster in Miami, which there seems to be no evidence right now. That was the reason why apparently he couldn't get along with the GM who is black, by the way, and Tua. That's the reason why um, Brian Flores no longer is the head coach of the Dolphins. But Hugh Jackson, man, this is not looking good for uh, Brian Flores' uh, claims that the uh, the Dolphins incentivize him to tank. But guys, what do you think it is? Hugh Jackson, what does this actually do to his reputation? His claims debunked by the NFL, and this man did never, he never cooperated in this investigation. And guess what? It came up flat. It was all a lie. Hugh Jackson made it all up. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about the Charlotte Hornets owned by Michael Jordan. They are in need of a new head coach for the upcoming NBA season because uh, James Borrego got fired after this past season. I believe he had a 43 and 39 record, but the Hornets let him go. Now, Steven Jackson, a former player for the then Bobcats, now the Hornets, um, he has something to say about the potential hiring of Mike D'Antoni because Mike D'Antoni apparently uh, interviewed for the head coaching position. And Mike D'Antoni has been around a very long time. He's a great offensive mind, not so much on the defensive end. Uh, he also uh, coached here with the Houston Rockets and the Rockets are, were pretty good. Um, they didn't get it done though. But anyway, Steven Jackson weighed in on, um, the potential hiring of uh, Mike D'Antoni, and he is not a fan to say the least. Check this out over here on Yard Barker. At Charlotte Star, Steven Jackson does not want team to hire Mike D'Antoni. 
One former Charlotte player really does not want to see Mike D'Antoni become the Nets head coach of the Hornets. Retired ex-NBA star Steven Jackson took the Instagram on Wednesday to criticize D'Antoni, who was recently named as one of several candidates for the Hornets coaching job. Now, guys, uh, Mike D'Antoni, he is 70 years old. It seems like he's been around way longer than that, but um, he has a good record as a head coach. But I believe, folks, that the reason why Steven Jackson does not want Mike D'Antoni to get this job is strictly because he is white. You got to read through the lines on uh, what he actually said here. So this is um, Steven Jackson's uh, Instagram right here. Listen to what he said. Dear Hornets, I love being a part of the alumni, but please, if you hire Dan Phoney, he calls him out of his name. We will not win. Melo going to get his uh, numbers, of course, but show me when the last time Dan Phoney won anything. So many other coaches out there are playing and coaching experience. Sam Cassell, Rasheed Wallace, Damon Stoudemire, and so many more. Just saying he ain't it. Now, like I said before, Dan Tony has a very good record as a head coach. Now, the players that he actually named right here, Sam Cassell, Rasheed Wallace, Damon Stoudemire, they're not even uh, NBA uh, head coaches. I believe they may be in the running for some positions, but I'm not really sure. Sam Cassell's name has been out there before in the past. I like Sam Cassell. I really, really do. But there's a reason why D'Antoni's name comes up, because he does win games. Hadn't won a championship, but he does win games. And it's clear, man, that uh, he brought up Sam Cassell, Rasheed Wallace, and Damon Stoudemire because they're black. And Mike D'Antoni is a white guy. This is why he brought this up. And I don't have a problem with these other guys on getting head coaching positions. If they go and they interview, hey. But I get also why you probably wouldn't want a Mike D'Antoni. He's old. You already know he's not going to lead you over the top. But the Hornets, they're not going over the top anyway. I mean, we all love Michael Jordan. He is the GOAT of uh, NBA players. But Michael Jordan, the executive, has not been very good. Now, as far as Melo goes, I'm pretty sure that Mike D'Antoni can really um, make him into a great offensive player. I mean, look what uh, look what happened with Steve Nash with the uh, Phoenix Suns under Mike D'Antoni, back-to-back MVPs. Well, guys, Steven Jackson doesn't seem to be a fan of his, but uh, let's see who also weighed in here. Tal commits himself, Sean King, the white guy that wants you to think he's black, he weighed in. He says if they want to win, he's not the one. It's dumb. This is clearly Mitch living in another era here. When you have Sean King commenting on your um, your sports videos, you probably lost all credibility because Talcum Etz is nothing but a, uh, a race hustler. But anyway, guys, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Steven Jackson. Do you think he just doesn't want Mike D'Antoni to be the head coach simply because he's white? It probably does play a factor here. It probably does. But if um, Sam Cassell gets a job or she Wallace, Damon Stoudemire, hey, happy for him. Happy for him. They'll get their opportunities. So that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. 
Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we've done several videos here on this channel about the rumored relationship between Molly Kiram and Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take. Now, as you guys know, Molly Kiram was actually married to Jalen Rose, who also works for ESPN. However, they are now divorced or they're in the process of actually getting divorced. Uh, Jalen Rose announced that at the end of last year. Well, guys, the rumors between Stephen A. Smith and Molly Kiram. Jalen Rose even knows that those rumors out there. And I did a video on that. He said that the rumors actually bothered him. Okay. Now there's been no confirmation between Stephen A. Smith and Molly Kiram that they actually do have some type of a relationship, but let's face the facts here. Molly Kiram is an attractive woman. Stephen A. Smith is a man. So when he sees an attractive woman, you know, maybe He'll low key kind of flirt with her. And a lot of people that watch our first take says that um, he does this quite often. Well, guys, ESPN's first take today, Stephen A. Smith was not on the show, but he did tweet out and he actually made a comment that uh, I guess you could say kind of a, would make people think, wait a minute, what is going on here? So check this out over here on OutKick. Stephen A. Smith gives Molly Kiram's look his seal of approval as drama bills. Now, this is on the uh, the back end now of um, of Jalen Rose actually coming out and saying that the rumors did bother him. It says here ESPN bad boy Stephen A. Smith knows what he likes. And first take host Molly Kiram had that look going on Tuesday for the loudmouth pundit. While he didn't appear on Tuesday's edition of the show, Screaming A didn't miss an opportunity to praise Jalen Rose's ex-wife. Now, it wasn't because of the job that she was doing on the show. It wasn't because of that. He put this tweet out here. He says this. Ha, it's amazing to see Coach Bickerstaff on first take. Love it. Thanks, Coach. Sorry I'm not there today. As for you, J.J., you do know what chair you're sitting in, right? Sit up, speak with conviction and leave the smoothness to me. Nice look, Molly Kiram. I approve. So and as you guys can see here, here's some uh, pictures here of uh, Molly Kiram. And I'm pretty sure you know that uh, Stephen A. Smith does find her to be very, very attractive. And Stephen A., I kind of noticed over the years when I actually did uh, watch first take. And Molly Kiram has been um. The uh, host of that show for many, many years, usually they would actually rotate people out of that position you know, every few few years or so. But she's been there um, back to the Skip Bayless days. So it's actually been a while here. But um, some people on Twitter even noticed that uh, Stephen A. Smith dropped that last line in there. Nice look, Molly Kiram. I approve. And uh, this person here replies and says, was that last sentence necessary? Hmm. 
Interesting right there. So the rumors out there and look, look at this right here. The other person tweets a picture of Jalen Rose, you know, from that uh, Kobe Bryant commercial, rest in peace, Kobe, where he brings up the 80, 81 point game. And Jalen Rose has that expression like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm liking this or not. But uh, Stephen A. Smith, he knows that those rumors are out there. He knows it. Maybe he maybe he really does knows know what he's actually doing. Um, commenting on how Molly Kieran actually does look. But uh, what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of uh, Stephen A. Smith tweeting out and complimenting Molly Kiram on the way she looks? Now, as for the other guys on the show, you know, he was talking about um, their performance on the job. You know, hey, that's my seat, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to Molly Kiram, he has to comment on how she looks. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, do you guys believe that there's something going on with uh, Stephen A. Smith and Molly Kiram? Or you're just thinking, you know what, he's just being a man. He's just kind of low-key flirting, nothing more than that. Well, we'll see, guys. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about basketball Hall of Famer Cynthia Cooper now known as uh, Cynthia Cooper Dyke here in this video. Cynthia Cooper was one of the uh, first superstars of the WNBA. She won four straight titles with the Houston Comets and was a, was an MVP of the WNBA. She's also the former head coach of Texas Southern University. Now, guys, there is some pretty crazy accusations out there about Cynthia Cooper that has come out. 25 plus players and staff have come out and have made allegations against her of verbal abuse. So check this out. Basketball legend Cynthia Cooper Dyke accused of abusive behavior by former players, according to reports. And this is here on Fox News over here on on OutKick, which I'll get to. They really go into details on what she actually said. But it says here. Women's basketball legend and former Texas Southern head coach Cynthia Cooper Dyke was accused by multiple people, multiple players, I should say, of degrading and abusive behavior, which included using overt sexual language that led to a Title IX investigation by the university and her subsequent retirement, according to a bombshell report by The Athletic. Now, she was not fired. She retired. Now, It says here the report published Thursday revealed several accusations leveled by players at Texas Southern about inappropriate remarks made by Cooper Dyke, including sexual references and shaming players, physical appearances. Now, when it comes to their physical appearances, according to uh, what's on OutKick, it kind of ties into uh, uh, sexual language language also as well. So let's jump over here to OutKick here. And 
This is the language that was actually uh, put out here. So I'm going to read this. Cooper Dyke allegedly said to a depressed member of her team, quote, no, she will be all right. She just needs some dick. That's all before adding that the player is a sorry ass version. In 2021-22, Cynthia allegedly told a staffer who had a suggestion, uh, quote, get the fuck out of my gym, my home, go home. You're a sorry ass bitch. You're a nobody. While one of her other players was doing squats, Coop allegedly said, quote, oh, your hips are big. You got a fat ass and I can tell you like to ride some dick. <laughs> In another allegation, Coop would say wet, wet after shots were made and turned to one of her players and said, I bet I bet that's um, what I guess somebody's name was last night. I bet that's what whoever name was was last night at Texas Southern in 2012, 2013. A male assistant allegedly complained about not having a social life because of early practices that prevented him from going out. Cooper Dyke allegedly, uh, quote, proceeds to get in front of him and on her knees and pretty much act like she's going to. You can read the rest right there. A player told investigators in another incident, Coop supposedly told the team a player running slow during a drill was because she was getting dit down all the time. Players also accused Coop of naming uh, plays hot sets and calling players retarded black ass child, bitch, pussies and dumbass. Wow, that is a lot of pretty over the top allegations right there. I don't know if this is true or not. But uh, Cynthia Cooper has come out and said, uh, nah, this stuff, none of these allegations are true. Uh, She said this, quote, throughout my years as a coach, I've had countless interactions with players in my role as their coach, mentor and friend. I had positive relationships with the majority of players and staff. And my only interaction was to maximize players potential and help them to be their best. While these allegations are untrue, everyone deserves to work, play and learn in a respectful environment. And I deeply apologize for and regret any words used during the course of a spirited game or practice that offended or hurt someone. Texas Southern declined to comment on specifics citing the Title IX investigation, but added, quote, please be assured that the university takes any issues that impact the safety and health of our students faculty and staff seriously to ensure a learning environment free from discrimination, harassment, and violence. So guys, there you have it. That is the allegations laid out against hall of famer, Cynthia Cooper, man. This is this kind of crazy right there, especially, you know, where she uh, got down on her knees in front of a male assistant. That that's kind of crazy right there. That's kind of crazy right there. I don't know what to make of this, guys, but um, I'm just here to report what was going on, uh, allegedly anyway. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
are tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this president supposed to be the cuddlier president, the friendlier president, the not-so-gruff president, the president that was supposed to care about your feelings, supposed to bring this country back together. Ultra MAGA! By the way, you think that's a bad thing? You think that won't go on a t-shirt with black and white sports under it? Please. Man, really, that was great. So, uh, appreciate the future merch uh, by way of Biden. Well, it seems... And I don't think you can call this another one of his gaffes. Another one of his oops. This was blatant. This was blatant. It was awful. It was tacky. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, this is the party of caring, right? Wow. Yeah, that is Joe Biden. He's talking to some Paralympic athletes that were at the White House. And during a photo opportunity, he says, and don't worry, we'll watch the video. My God, he tells people that are bound to wheelchairs to not jump. Don't jump. Audibly, loudly, and then laughs. He thinks that's a joke. He believes that's a joke. This is Breitbart. All right, let's do it. Wow. President Joe Biden could be heard saying, quote, don't jump. When snapping photos with Paralympic athletes on Wednesday, During a White House event honoring Paralympic athletes who represented the USA in the Beijing Winter and Tokyo Summer Games, the president stood for a photo op with several athletes, some of whom were wheelchair-bound, when he appeared to jokingly say, quote, don't jump. Wow. Quote, "Here, here we go, Biden says as he put his arm around an athlete. Quote, don't jump, Biden exclaimed, prompting laughter. She's our photographer. Look at her. It is unclear who Biden intended to comment for, but let's face it, your ass shouldn't have said it. I mean, my God. Beyond that, the president honored the athletes for being uniters. Let's get to this. And wheelchair basketball player Matt Scott. Don't jump. <laughs> She's our photographer. Look at her. Wow. Here we go. Don't jump. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Wasn't it Trump that didn't have the sympathy for people that was needed? Quote, you've been through so darn much, damn darn much, Biden said. You helped unite the nation. In you, I see who we are as a nation. He continued, a confused old man. That's what you are. We believe in America. Anything is possible, and you are the explanation of what we mean. Wow. Wow. So there it is. Um, The supposed commander-in-chief getting up there with Paralympic athletes that went to Beijing to compete in that environment, Tokyo, Japan, to represent the United States of America 
And there you have the supposed rumored president of the United States, Joe Biden, telling will wheelchair-bound athletes, quote, don't jump. These athletes will never be able to jump, Joe Biden. I don't find this cute. I don't find this uh, amusing. Wow, I thought the left was supposed to be so accepting and understanding and cuddly. And or just assholes, maybe. How about that? Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Joe Biden does it again. Proving all of us right. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about the Houston Astros second baseman, Jose Altuve. Now, Jose Altuve went down yesterday in a gruesome way, to tell you the truth. And actually, guys, the Astros just got him back um, last Monday because he actually um, had a hamstring injury and he returned on Monday. However, he was down and out yesterday. This is the craziest foul ball I've probably ever seen. Check this out, guys. Astros star Jose Altuve leaves game after fouling ball off groin. Yeah, really. That's the picture of him right there as he went down. This was brutal to watch here. And um, happened yesterday. Astros played early, so I didn't um, actually know that they were playing at that time. I believe they played play like 2 or 3 p.m. locally. Um, I'm used to actually seeing Astros at like 7 p.m. locally, but they played. I missed the game. But, man, this is crazy, and it had to be painful, guys. So check this out here. Let's play this clip. One-two count. Look at that. Right off the groin. Actually, more, more than just the groin, like his whole manhood. That is crazy. He walks off. Wow. And he didn't come back in the game, guys. Wow. Says Altuve needed uh, some time to regroup, but he finished his at-bat hitting a single on the 10th pitch. So he stayed in the game then. Um, The Astros on second base remained on the bases and scored a run, but he was replaced in the field. Uh, for the top of the fifth. Okay, so he did that to the game. This is a tough break for Altuve, who just returned to the lineup after spending some time on the injured, um, injured list due to his hamstring. The 2017 AL MVP is batting on 182 in limited action so far this season. The Astros will hope he doesn't have to return to the injured list. Man, I hope not. I actually would know that um, 182 batting average. He only played like like four, four, five, six games, something like that. So, Man, that is crazy, guys. What do you guys think of this? Have you actually seen a baseball player foul the ball off their own groin? I haven't seen it. At least I haven't seen it in years. I can't really think think of anybody that's actually done that. Wow, guys, that seems very, very painful. 
that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for our Black and White Sports. We've got actually two stories in one here. Because we have a New York Mets hitting coach that has made some allegations towards Major League Baseball. And these stories could be connected. Because one has to do with Sunday Night Baseball, nationally televised games. The other's got to do with ratings. And the ratings in Major League Baseball are shitty. They're bad. In fact, ratings in baseball haven't really been good since Rob Manford moved the All-Star game out of Georgia last year. Uh, it's funny how that worked. Let's get to this because this hitting coach is accusing the MLB of using juiced balls for nationally televised games. Eric Chavez, the hitting coach for the New York Mets, this is Breitbart, alleges that Major League Baseball is still using juiced baseballs but only for high-profile, nationally televised games. The accusation of juice balls has been bouncing around the league for several years. In 2019, MLB Commissioner Rob Manford formally refuted the claims that the league sneaking juice balls in to create more home runs and more excitement for the game. Indeed, suspicion was high in 2019 as MLB players mounted an incredible record of homers that season. And last year, the league was accused of using manipulated balls to keep salaries for free agents down. Jesus, is there any not cheating in baseball? The questions formed part of the reason for last year's crackdown on sticky substances used by pitchers. This year, though, the league's batting average has tumbled, but not across the board. Indeed, according to Chavez, the balls seem far more lively for nationally televised games than they do for the rest, Newsday reports. Chavez told the magazine that several players urged him to watch a nationally televised game and compare the behavior of the balls to a local game. And sure enough, Chavez found that the balls were flying further even though they were not hit as hard. And then in late April, two days before they played the Phillies on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, several hitters gave it Chavez, a heads up. Watch how the baseballs travel during the premier nationally televised game of the week. They had heard that the balls in those games were in some way different. I thought for a second, you guys are full of it. But then he started paying more attention, and he said it became apparent after watching Sunday Night Baseball as the Mets faced the Phillies, the ball was traveling further, and the balls were not hit as hard. And I'm like, wait a minute, that shouldn't have happened, Chavez said he discovered. The ball was just traveling better. That was the eye test, but then we lined it up with what the analytics were telling us. Chavez insisted that other coaches have qu qu quietly told him 
that they agree there's something fishy going on with the balls. Quote, this is one thing about analytics. You really can't argue, right? You can't argue. These are facts, he said. We've been hitting balls 104, 105 miles an hour at the right angle that just aren't leaving. And all of a sudden, now we're hitting balls 95 and a little less is hard than other balls. And the balls are traveling on Sunday night. Whoa. Chavez added, noting that hitting coaches around the majors have heard and said the same. We can't argue other things until you're blue in the face, but we know that with analytics, if you hit a ball over 100 at the right launch angle, it should be a homer most of the time. That's telling us something is going on. MLB has a serious problem with policies on balls. Chavez accusations come on the heels of complaints that wild pitches are hitting more batters after the league banned sticky substances. Now... Let's get to this also from Breitbart. MLB viewership has tanked outside of Sunday night baseball. Interesting. Wow. According to Sports Media Watch, no game has reached 300,000 viewers over the past two weeks. Even a college softball game beat the 300,000 mark. A college softball game? Wow. Over the past two weeks, no MLB window outside of Sunday Night Baseball has cracked 300,000 viewers. The Tennessee uh, Virginia Tech softball in ESPN's old Wednesday Night Baseball window had 343,000 viewers. The Brewers Phillies averaged a .7 rating in 1.1 million last weekend's edition of Sunday Night Baseball. Down sharply from the Padres-Dodgers on ESPN and ESPN2 on that same weekend last year, 2.01 million. With ESPN's regular season coverage now consisting almost solely of Sunday Night Baseball and no other MLB window over the past two weeks has cracked 300,000 viewers. FS1 drew a .12, yikes, and 202,000 for the White Sox Twins last weekend, while TBS drew 2006, uh, 206,000 and 234,000 for its first two Tuesday night games over that span. Wow. Worse for the league, except for Sunday night baseball. Major League Baseball games haven't even earned as many viewers as a softball game, the one I just told you about on April 21. The rough start to the 2022 season comes on the heels of the Woke League's terrible 2021 ratings. Last year's All-Star Game, for instance, earned the second lowest ratings of all time. MLB also suffered a 49% crash in Sunday night baseball ratings. So, we have a case here of the New York Mets hitting coach saying that the nationally televised games, particularly ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, the MLB may be providing the game with juiced balls in order to make the balls travel further, harder, further home runs, let's be real, to get more eyes on the screen. The MLB ratings have crashed this year. They crashed the second half of last year after the All-Star Game thing. 
And even even so far, ESPN's Sunday night baseball ratings are terrible. They're 49% down from last year. Wow. Baseball's, baseball's got a mess on its hands. If it ain't one thing, it's another. It's signal stealing. It's sticky substances. It's something. Now it's juice baseballs. It was juiced baseballs two years ago. My God. I mean, what's going on? Steroids is going to be making a comeback here soon, it seems. I don't know. It's nuts. It's always been something in baseball. Corked bats. You name it. I mean, nail files on the balls. Anybody remember that? You know, the guy in Major League, Vagisil. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports. Well, my goodness, I guess the WNBA is only brave, stunning, and courageous, and and worldly and wildly accepting of everybody, as long as it's convenient for them. They love to tell you how woke they are, and how many different causes they get behind. Well, unless you're white, because in the case of Liz Cambage, last year she made it very clear she didn't want to hear from white men on any issues involving race, well, do you not really know that that in itself is racist? I guess not. I mean, that that's an inconvenient truth for you in hearing that response, I'm sure, uh, because, well, I'm a white redneck from Texas, and I'm sure that crawls all over you and hatches eggs. And to that, all I've got to say is good, good. Uh, so let's get to this, because it seems that uh, Liz uh, said some unflattering things to people of color who were playing for Team Nigeria. Wow. Man, I thought you WNBA players were really accepting. I I, I thought you were just had open arms to everybody, loving, caring, rainbows everywhere. Woke Liz Cambage, this is Outkick, allegedly told Team Nigeria to, quote, Go back to your third world country. Wow. Interesting. I'm starting to think WNBA player Liz Cambage isn't the role model that she says she is. Bobby Burak. Saturday, Jenna O'Hay, who was Cambage, former captain on Team Australia, told ABC Sport that Cambage started a brawl with Team Nigeria during practice sessions for the Olympics in the summer of 2021. Over what were they fighting? Ohay says Cambridge told her Nigerian opponents, by the way, most likely people of color, to, quote, go back to their third world country. Wow, interesting. That seems rather mean-spirited, but it goes even further. Former NBA center Andrew Bogut, anybody remember him? Pretty good NBA player. Followed up Monday by telling Australian radio station that Cambridge had more to say to Team Nigeria than just that. Quote, you got the PG version. There was much more to say than that, Bogut responded to a hedge claim. I'm just glad somebody come out and said it. 
Though no one in the media will hold her accountable, of course they're not, because they might get accused of being racist. They are busy using her on the cover of magazines. Cambridge was quite the ser- has quite the series of episodes over the past year. Last May, before Cambridge made a racist remark to Team Nigeria, she complained on social media that Team Australia had, quote, too many white girls on it. Wow. Okay. Cambridge didn't like that. Cambridge next violated COVID protocols, one she supported publicly, but and got into a physical altercation. Finally, she posted a video on Instagram saying that if a coach is to criticize her, that coach better not be white, male, and short. I did a video on that. Quote, if there's one thing about me is that I'm never going to let a man disrespect me, screams Eva, Especially a little white one, Cambridge said. Wow, okay. Shut up, coach. Little white man. Also, Cambridge, go back to your dumpy country, women of color. Wow, Liz Cambridge, an idol for all young girls who want to hoop. So, um, I guess the WNBA picks and chooses who exactly they want to accept and who they don't want to accept and... Yeah, hell, if you're white, you can just forget it, I guess, all the way around. Um, however, Team Nigeria, yeah, most likely is predominantly, I would guess, made up of women of color, although I do not want to make assumptions, although Bobby Burak seemed to have confirmed that. And Liz Cambridge did not sound a bit damn accepting of them, telling them to go back to their little third world country. Hmm, that's funny. That, uh... To use a a, a a phrase that the wokes love, that seems to have undertones of racism. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Does Liz Cambage, I mean, one of the WNBA's, uh, I guess, most prized possessions, whoever, all 12 people that are watching that league that's subsidized by the NBA, one of their most prized possessions told women of color to go back to their little third world country. Hmm. Interesting. What do I know? I'm just a slightly above average height white man saying that. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rojance for black and white sports. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And as always, thank you guys for watching. We're going to talk about former NFL coach, Hall of Fame coach, of course, of the Colts, of the Bucks, Tony Dungy. Now, of course, everybody on the left side of the aisle got their dander all worked up when earlier last month Tony Dungy appeared at a press conference with Ron DeSantis in Florida, the governor down there uh, over fatherhood. He signed in a fatherhood bill that was going to help bring $70 million in funds to improving how people can become better fathers, stay employed, stay involved in their kids' lives, all these things that you think people would actually be on board with, regardless of 
actual partisanship. Well, we were wrong about that. There was outrage. Why? Because all they could see was Ron DeSantis, and boom, the gloves came off, and the lefties went nuts. Well, now it seems Tony Dungy, and Tony Dungy is an unapologetic Christian. He doesn't keep his mouth shut, and he is hammering back, hammering back at one radical left-wing crazy down in Georgia by the name of Raphael Warnock. I'm sure a lot of you guys are like, oh, shit. Yeah, that guy. Well, he is hammering back because Warnock is making a blatant political statement. He is a politician about the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court leak. And Dungy's like, no, I'm not having that. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to let you know as a Christian how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be a pastor. Well, use that term loosely when referring to Warnock because he's a radical just like the squad and everybody else in it. Breitbart, what does your Bible tell you? Tony Dungy slams pro-choice pastor Senator Warnock's stance. And I will have to clean a little of this up for YouTube. Former NFL coach and Hall of Famer Tony Dungy called out self-described quote, pro-choice pastor Senator Raphael Warnock on Tuesday for his unbiblical belief in the, quote, right to end lives of unborn children. Dungy tweeted at Warnock, a senior pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, in response to his statement from the senator defending, quote, women's rights to choose. Warnock tweeted about his pro-abortion beliefs on Monday night after Politico released an alleged uh, Supreme Court decision seemingly written by Justice Samuel Alito, which would overturn the court's 1973 Roe v. Wade decision declaring abortion to be protected by the U.S. Constitution. By the way, it wouldn't actually outlaw abortion, but nobody is actually talking about that on the other side. It sends it back to states. So the states can choose like they try to do for everything else. But, you know, that's being lost. Here's Raphael Warnock and what he said. Quote, as a pro-choice pastor, I've always believed that a patient's room is way too small for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government, Warnock claimed. I always fight to protect a woman's right to choose, and that will never change. By the way... Somebody tweeted at him and uh, the other day about this little statement he made and said, where's the room in the room for the baby? Valid point. Dungy challenged Warnock's assertion using common biological knowledge and the Bible, which Christians believe is authoritative word of God. Quote, it comes down to what you believe about the organism growing inside the mother. Is it a life or not? If it is just growing tissue, then your, quote, choice makes sense. If it's a life, then you're obviously not okay to choose to end it. What does your Bible tell you? Psalm 3916. Psalm 3916 is from the Old Testament of the Bible that pro-lifers often point to as a God-centered view of life in the womb. Quote, your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be the verse reads Dungy had previously questioned how Warnock can claim to be a Christian 
while supporting abortion. Reverend Warnock may be a pastor. My question is, is he a Christian? That Does he follow the teachings of D- Jesus? Does he believe the Bible is absolute word of God? Dungey tweeted in 2020 before Warnock was elected. Damn good question. Dungey added that this is, quote, difficult for someone who supports abortion to be a proper Christian. Quote, I would think it would be difficult for somebody who believes in God to see sees us when we are in the womb to think that it's okay to choose not to bring that life to fruition. Good job, Tony Dungy. Once again, unapologetic. And that's that's the beauty of this on Mother's Day. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody, by the way. Uh, but it's clear. Tony Dungy doesn't care. He's unapologetic. And he's fighting fire with fire here. Look, I, I tend to believe that Raphael Warnock is one of these pastors that decided to make it a career because of he he knows all of the money that can come with being a high-profile pastor in a, a state like Georgia. By the way, he's parlayed that into becoming a politician, a left-wing radical politician. All of that seems like an oxymoron, by the way. Just saying. Uh, again, I believe Tony Dungy is absolutely right. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that somebody involved with sports, an NFL Hall of Famer, will come out and make these statements, and he really doesn't care what anybody's going to think about him when he does it. We need a few more of those guys in sports. Man, the biblical side of all this is being lost. Jason Whitlock is a good one to f- uh, follow on that if you go over to his channel because he talks a lot about it. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Sports, and here we are again like i said i'm pretty sure we could start another black and white sports channel covering only only arrests made on either former or current nfl players and we have a damn good nfl safety a guy that won a super bowl a key member of the legion of boom and a guy that went to seven pro bowls earl thomas arguably will get some Hall of Fame consideration. Anytime you've got a Super Bowl and seven Pro Bowls at safety, you're going to get a look for the Hall. You are. Um, Maybe a more Hall of very damn good guy, but you're still going to get a look. Well, he recently told NFL teams that he was ready to make a comeback. Except this isn't going to help because he finds himself... In some real trouble here. Interesting detail emerges with latest Earl Thomas legal issue. Earl Thomas recently put out the word to the NFL teams that he wants to play next season. But his comeback attempt has hit a major roadblock. The arrest warrant was recently issued for Thomas stemming from multiple alleged violations of a protective order. The timing of those violations is troubling. 
Thomas has been charged with a third-degree felony for, quote, allegedly violating the protective order two or more times in a 12-month period. According to the Austin American Statesman, Thomas allegedly sent threatening text messages to the mother of his children. The warrant was issued on April 27th, which was five days after ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that Thomas is looking to make an NFL comeback. The alleged text messages were leaked on April 18th and April 19th, which was a few days before the Thomas camp leaked the word of his comeback attempt. In one text, Thomas allegedly told his estranged wife, Nina, that he had obtained two handguns. Yeah, you really need those. He wrote in a message, quote, waiting on hand in foot is why I'll kick your ass. The next day, police said Thomas texted, I hope you in the car with him and the kids and y'all drive off a road. Thomas later sent another message saying, quote, I'm going to let mama and cousins, my cousins, they going to poison their children asses, I guess. Uh, Larry Brown Sports edited it for profanity, they're saying. So who knows exactly what he said there doesn't sound good. Even if the NFL teams were considering meeting with Thomas, I know he's always wanted to play for the Cowboys, the latest allegations and timing will almost certainly hinder Thomas's chances even further. This is just the latest in a long line of off-field issues he's had in recent years. Thomas and his wife Nina are in the process of getting divorced. They became estranged after a publicized incident in which she pointed a gun at Thomas's head. Good God. We learned in January, in January 2021 that Nina obtained a straining order against the Earl following multiple drunken incidents. Thomas, 33, was a big part of the Legion of Boom defense for Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks, he won a Super Bowl and made seven Pro Bowls with Seattle. He last played in the NFL with the Ravens in 2019. The Ravens cut Thomas in 2020 for fighting with teammates. Jesus, and uh, let us not forget the I'm being willed off the field in Seattle and the middle finger at Pete Carroll on the way off the field. Let us not forget that gem from Earl Thomas. Uh, look, it was thought that he was going to go to the Cowboys then, actually. Uh, I got I got to just come out and say it. I, I'm, I've got to be honest here. This is probably not a deal breaker for Jerry Jones. It's, it's probably not. If a guy's got talent... Jerry kind of doesn't care about these character issues massively. Now, do I think he can come back after being out of the league two, two years? That's another question. I mean, obviously, he's got problems. Who knows whether or not he can still actually play? Usually, the first thing that goes for some of these guys is their speed. So, I don't know. But he is a big name. One of the bigger names in a while. You know, we've had Zach Stacy and a couple of other folks get in trouble. But Earl Thomas is a major name in what looks to be an ugly divorce and a, and a bad bind, allegedly. Wow, crazy. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about Walt Shannon Sharp over there at Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Now, guys, there's a reason why I record Undisputed every single day, because I know there'll be times when Shannon Sharp or Skip Bayless is going to say something really, really crazy and, and insane. And I actually need to watch it, you know, to get the content out to you guys. Well, Shannon Sharp, to nobody's surprise, has weighed in on Antonio Brown slamming Colin Kaepernick. Now, Antonio Brown came out and dropped truth bombs about Colin Kaepernick. He said that the man was trash. Just like we said, we have documented Colin Kaepernick's last season in the NFL. The man was hot garbage. He only won one out of his last 11 games. He went one in 10. This man was benched for Blaine Gabbert. And the NFL, what does it stand for? Not for long. So let's go ahead and dive into this, guys, because Shannon Sharp was shilling for Colin Kaepernick, and he made absolutely no sense. So here we go, guys. Shannon Sharp has strong words for Antonio Brown supporters after comments on Colin Wokernick. And this is what Shannon Sharp actually had to say to Skip Bayless on Undisputed. He said, quote, this is laughable. I want to know where all those A.B. supporters are now. Every time I say something about A.B., you say, Shannon Sharp, you are putting down another black man. So what would you call what A.B. is doing currently? Colin Kaepernick did nothing to Antonio Brown. What I speak about is Antonio Brown's behavior and his antics and how it's costing him money. But you and he blame everybody else. What he wants is what Colin Kaepernick got. Really? Really, Shannon Sharp? Guess what? Antonio Brown is still in the NFL. Now, he doesn't currently have a team, but we all know that Antonio Brown has world-class talent. He will be on an NFL roster next season. Colin Kaepernick is straight trash. So, so what does AB want that Colin Kaepernick has? Folks, I actually looked up uh, the network of um, Colin Kaepernick and um, Antonio Brown. Guess what? They're both worth $20 million. Now, professional victim and a former NFL slave, because Colin Kaepernick is the one that compared the NFL to slavery, Shannon Sharp. You know, the lead that you played in, Shannon Sharp. Do you consider yourself an ex-slave, ex, uh, Shannon Sharp? I didn't think so. But they're both worth $20 million. And Kaepernick is out there trying to portray himself as a professional victim. Now, Shannon Sharp says that um, he's getting criticism from people saying that he's putting another black man down. Now, I don't look at it that way. If he wants to put down Antonio Brown, it's not because he's black. It's because of his actions on the field. We have done that, too. Remember the Jets game? Yeah, we criticized Antonio Brown for that. But uh, Walt Shannon Sharp, he continues on here. Check this out, guys. This is crazy. Colin Kaepernick got Nike. Colin Kaepernick got a documentary. Colin Kaepernick has people still writing favorable articles about him. He wants to know why. Why does uh, Kaepernick get all of that? He's trash anyway. Really, A.B.? That's what he cannot understand. And I keep telling you. They're going to tolerate you until they can replace you. That's when 
Um, that's when any situation, any relationship, any job, the moment they find someone that can do as adequate a job as you can, you're gone, A.B. Well, I can make the same case for uh, Colin Kaepernick. That's why he was benched for Blaine Gabbert, because he wasn't good anymore. Remember, Colin Kaepernick is the one that opted out of his contract. Shannon Sharp, he did that. Colin Kaepernick passed up about three opportunities to actually get back into the NFL, Shannon Sharp. No, but Shannon Sharp is one of those people that's going to continue to lie and say that um, he was blackballed from the NFL. Now, we know that the NFL settled with Colin Kaepernick, but a lot of things get settled for no particular reason whatsoever. Shannon Sharp is a complete and utter moron on this shilling for Colin Kaepernick. Even he has to know that Colin Kaepernick at this point, six years removed, is not going to be any good. You're not going to get any better when you've been away from the game for six years. And the last time you actually played, you were trash. Just like Antonio Brown said, he was right about that. Now, when it comes to Michael Vick, Michael Vick had um, been in the penitentiary for 18 months. So let's say roughly two years. He came back and he was successful. He was, but he had Andy Reid to actually um, play under at that time. And also he wasn't that old if I'm not mistaken. But now we're talking about a guy that was just straight trash. The last time that we saw him six years later, he's begging for an opportunity to come back into NFL slavery. Really Shannon Sharp? Really? And now you want to trash Antonio Brown over this? Now I don't have any problem with you trashing Antonio Brown for his antics because we have done the same thing, but you're way off base on this shilling for Colin Kaepernick. I'm not surprised, man. The media has bent down on their knees, kowtowing to Colin Kaepernick. You know what? Shannon Sharp is just making Antonio Brown's point. He says that Colin Kaepernick has cashed in. He's benefited from all of this stuff. He has. That's why he got Netflix and all that. Antonio Brown, I'm pretty sure he's actually more concerned about getting the team. Now, that whole ankle situation, that's kind of crazy right there. And like I said, I don't agree with that whatsoever with Antonio Brown. But on the point of Colin Kaepernick, man, he was right on the money with this. But guys, what do you think it is? What do you guys think of crazy Shannon Sharp out there shilling for Colin Kaepernick? I am not surprised by this because this is a man in uh, Shannon Sharp that says some pretty crazy stuff, even going into politics on Undisputed. And that just really, really turned me off. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, what does the future hold for one LeBron James with the Los Angeles Lakers? Now, LeBron James is going to be entering the final season of his contract with the Lakers. Now, we've done several videos where, like, Stephen A. Smith has come in and said that the Lakers should trade LeBron James because he believes that LeBron James is still a superstar, but the Lakers are not going anywhere. 
Now, I agree. The Lakers are going nowhere because they have a bunch of bad contracts. If Russell Westbrook decides to opt into uh, his contract for next season, the Lakers will owe him a ridiculous $47 million. That's completely insane for a guy that does not fit with this team. But, however, we've been very, very clear. LeBron James is to blame for the mess that is the Lakers. Now, the Lakers also do not have a coach because they fired Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, to me, is a very good coach, but he was the fall guy for this mess orchestrated by LeBron James and the front office of the Lakers. He took the fall on the sword. Well, guys, now we have Irvin Magic Johnson weighing in on LeBron James's future with the Lakers. He gives his opinion. Now, keep in mind, guys, LeBron James is 37 years old. In December, he will turn 38 years old. So when LeBron James ends this season, he'll be 38 going on 39. And this is what Magic Johnson had to say about one LeBron James. Check this out. Over here on Bleacher Report, Magic Johnson hopes the Lakers don't trade LeBron James amid rumors about contract. It says here, Los Angeles Lakers legend Magic Johnson said the franchise shouldn't trade LeBron James despite the disappointing 2021-2022 season. Quote, LeBron, I hope, will be a Laker for a long time, Johnson told TMZ Sports in an interview released Saturday. Magic wasn't interested in answering the other Lakers questions thrown his way aside from making it clear he has no interest in becoming the team's next head coach. Now, honestly, guys, to tell you the truth, if you are if you are a head coach worth anything, you probably don't want to go to the Lakers. It's just a mess over there. And we know that you will probably end up being the fall guy for this team. Now, one of the major problems with this team is the chemistry and the age of the players. And when it comes to LeBron James, you need to look at his tenure with the Lakers. It has been filled with injuries. I mean, his first season with the Lakers, he missed 18 games. Then the bubble happened because the NBA had about three months off, four months off because of the virus. Lakers win the bubble title. Then next season, LeBron James is injured. And then this season injured again and Lakers fall to 33 and 49. And they had uh, championship aspirations, but Magic Johnson wants LeBron James to be a Laker for a long time. You would think, guys, now LeBron had good numbers this season, but um, his defense, he's been lacking on defense. Let's just be real about it. He is not the defender he used to be anymore. Can he still make plays on defense every now and then? Yeah, he can. But there's been times out there where he's just pretty much quit playing defense and not hustling and getting rebounds. He's old. So I don't see why Magic would actually say, He wants LeBron to be a Laker for a long time. LeBron has made it pretty clear. And based on, you know, throughout his career, he is not married to any team long term. He's just not. He's already said 
that his final season will be played with his son. So now, guys, LeBron, last season, last um, season of, of his contract, I don't think he's going to go with the Lakers. I believe he's going to try to play this thing by ear and really try to engineer to go wherever Bronny goes. So I think LeBron James is going to start playing on a one-year contract basis. I believe that he really does want to play with his son. And I, I don't blame the man for wanting to play with his son. But a team that that ends up drafting Bronny James, they're going to do that knowing that there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to pick up LeBron James. And we don't know how good Bronny's going to be. He's not a very, very um, highly uh, rated, rated player in his class. He's not. We'll have to see what happens in the future. Anything can happen. Maybe Bronny James will be great later on. Don't know. Way too early. He's still in high school. But guys, what do you think of this? What do you guys think of the comments made by Irvin Magic Johnson that he wants LeBron James to be a Laker for a long time? LeBron James has never been anywhere for a long time. He played, what, the first seven, seven, eight years in Cleveland. Then he went to Miami for, for four years. Then he went to Cleveland for four years. Now he's with the Lakers for four years, maybe one additional year. But I don't think that LeBron James is a going to be a Laker the rest of his career. I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns yet again. Last night, as you guys know, I did a video on it. Chris Paul's family was allegedly attacked by a Mavericks fan. His mother and uh, his wife was actually pushed. And Chris Paul fired off a tweet. Very, very upset. However, now, guys, we actually have video footage now of Chris Paul actually confronting this uh, Mavericks fan. And it looks like it's a very young kid to me. I'm not really sure, but um, from the video that I saw, it did look like this guy was a bit younger. So here we go. Chris Paul irate at the fan allegedly gets physical with his family doing Suns Mavericks. You can see here a tweet from on Dallas, Texas TV. Someone was escorted out of AAC after allegedly putting hands on one of uh, Chris Paul's family members. And this is the video clip here, guys. We're going to go ahead and uh, roll this clip here and you can you'll actually uh, be able to see uh, Chris Paul confront this uh, Mavericks fan here. So you can actually see right there. It starts with Chris Paul uh, right here in the middle. I don't know if he's necessarily trying to get into the crowd, but let's go ahead and play it. They're trying to keep him back. 
And it's right, I believe it's this person right here is the one that they're actually going to escort out. Yep. See, Chris Paul is telling his kid, I'll, I'll see you later. Let me go back a little bit again. He's saying, I'll see you later. So that's it, guys. Let's be a young kid, probably no more than uh, 16 years old, escorted out of uh, American Airlines uh, um, Arena. Man. Crazy, man. Chris Paul, as you guys know, he fired off of uh, this tweet um, down here. I believe they actually do have it up here. I'm not really sure, but he's it, it doesn't matter. He actually says something along the lines. Um, it's OK, you know, for. Uh, uh, fans to uh, conf- confront players, but the players get fined uh, when we fire back at the fans. But, but that's the video, guys. That is a young kid escorted out of the arena for allegedly um, attacking, pushing uh, Chris Paul's uh, mother and wife way, way out of bounds. If you ask me, that's way over the line. Um, if this happened, you know, Chris Paul has every right to defend his family, but he was being held back. Chris Paul um, attacking the kid. Can you guys imagine a backlash that, that that would actually happen out there if you actually went and attacked the kid? Because this kid looked, looked no older than 16 years old to me, really. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns. Game four of the NBA playoffs in the Western Conference uh, happened tonight, and the uh, Phoenix Suns actually did lose game four to the Mavericks. Uh, The series is tied up two to two. However, we're not going to be talking about the game. Chris Paul is extremely upset. He's upset, folks, because a Mavericks fan attacked his family. At the game. Check this out over here on Outkick. Chris Paul issues angry response after family has run in with Mavs fan. And folks, he exploded here on Twitter. We will get to that. It says things didn't go well for Chris Paul and the defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns on Saturday. They lost to the Dallas Mavericks in, it says game three, but it was actually game four of their second round playoff series. And Paul's family reportedly lost their cool with an, an obnoxious Mavericks fan. The game was in Dallas, so it's safe to say Paul and his teammates were getting an earful earful most of the afternoon. And this is what was actually uh, tweeted out here from uh, Dave McMenamin. A source familiar with Chris Paul's tweet after game four told ESPN that Paul's mother had hands put on her by Dallas fans and Paul's wife was also pushed. So they pushed his mother and his wife. To make matters worse, Paul's kids witness it 
they felt very unsafe. And uh, Mark Stein tweets out, as you can see here, this is from the Dallas Mavericks themselves. The Dallas Mavericks are aware of an incident between a fan and the family of Chris Paul. It was unacceptable behavior and will not be tolerated. The Mavericks, along with American Airlines Center, swiftly removed the fan from today's game. So the fan was ejected after this act. Folks, you do not put your hands on people at these games. You don't do it. Now, I get that um, fans want to heckle players. I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. It's been going on forever. It should go on. It makes it a lot fun. But you should not be going out there and putting your hands on anybody. And Chris Paul fired out this uh, tweet right here. He tweets out, want to find players for saying stuff to the fans, but the fans can put their hands on our families. Fuck that. He was upset and he had every right to be upset. I'm 100% behind Chris Paul with this tweet right here. Putting your hands on other people, putting your hands on, on these players, families, that's out of bounds. And I'm pretty sure that fan knew that that was actually uh, Chris Paul's family because other players, families, you know, they've been heckled, that kind of thing. But when you put your hands on a player's mother and you also push his wife in front of his kids. Nah, man, that is out of bounds. That is way, way out of bounds, guys. Chris Paul, not very happy whatsoever. Maybe he's calling out the NBA, you know, because we've seen uh, a lot of incidents where uh, NBA players have uh, been uh, talking trash, cursing out the fans. And uh, they got in fine. Now, I don't think that uh, that uh, the players should really get fined for any of that. I don't. I think it's all just just fun and games. But when it comes to the family, that is just way, way crossing the line. And Chris Paul is very upset. Um, hopefully he doesn't get fined by the NBA. I don't believe that tweet uh, should get him fined, even though it seems like he's pretty much, you know, criticizing the NBA. But that's his family. And if it was me, I wouldn't want anybody putting their hands on my family either. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.